0: Hey guys, Coach Sean here and welcome to an episode of the Coach On Fitness Podcast. I realise I actually haven't done one of these podcast episodes in like a little over a month. A lot of the stuff I've been doing lately has mostly been just well apart from coaching online and everything else, with lockdown level five in at the moment. Um a lot of my stuff has just been writing with the newsletters, doing weekly newsletters and just trying to put all my content into that. So each week I try to have at least six new bits of information so I'm not just spamming people each week with the same things over and over again so a lot of my uh creative thought process I suppose has been put into that as opposed to podcast as well as getting ready to open back up again which hopefully as of recording this podcast should be this day next week next Wednesday hopefully please god fingers crossed we get back doing back into the gym back doing the boot camps everything else with that as well god knows what's gonna happen at the moment that's trying to stay optimistic with that with that said i thought i'd throw another podcast i got reminded about doing a podcast because yesterday the, mar- the the marathon medal the virtual medal arrived at the house uh with the beanie hat i was more excited with the beanie hat than i was the medal just because keep me head warm in this climate it's definitely wooly hat weather but when i arrived i was like i i don't know why it just sparked the fact that the last time i did an episode of the podcast was right before i was going to do a marathon so i'm like oh If anyone's listening to that episode that hasn't been following me on social media, they have no idea how it got on. Anyway. So, with that said, that's what this intro is going to be about. Really quick, I'm going to talk about how the Martin, I got on doing the Martin, how I got on running with my dad doing the Martin. And then after that, we're going to get straight into a, a quick thought I had about nutrition when I was watching The Social Dilemma on Netflix the other week. So, a little comparison I found between that and nutrition, as well as talking to Martin. Hopefully, that is interesting to you guys. Um, and once again, hopefully, only a 15, 20 minute episode of podcast, and you get some value out of it. With that said, the Martin. Fort Martin doing it. The route I picked, I was full sure it was a flat. It wasn't. <laughs> Spider alert, it wasn't. But um halfway through it was Grand, it was going right at great, and then all the hills came into play. Um so many hills, ridiculous. I don't know what I was thinking with this route. But it was by far well, it, in a way, it was the easiest marathon I ever did because when I finished, I actually felt great. I now I was still tired, my legs were sore, but nowhere near as sore as painful as it was. Doing my other marathons, like I've talked before in the podcast, how like the second one when I did it, the only reason I didn't take the wheelchair at the end is because I didn't want to rock up to my mother in a wheelchair, like hey man, I like, and have her freak out. But I was in absolute bits. I um, I was still sore after the third one, uh, it, especially my lower back, and it took a bit of time to heal. And I was limping and I wasn't great throughout today. On this one, I know I'm jumping straight to the end, but on this one. When I'd finished, I felt so much better, so much so in fact that three days later I went down and did a ten k. Now I didn't break any records doing a ten k, but the legs felt good, the body felt good. I've been running ever since, which is something I would never do before. And the only way, two things that really stood out about this, Martin. Two two lessons on this one. One was, which is an obvious one, is the more times you do it, the easier it gets. And uh, mentally, it was so easy to progress that the process. That like the week before, I did a run and I got to 23, 24 k, and I was just, I was just done. I was just finished. I was just like, I, I can't run anymore. Like I wanted to get to thirty, and I couldn't get thirty. And I was going back to, past the house again to get thirty, and mentally I just wasn't there. I'm like, how am I gonna do a marathon next week? But just having that in my mind going this week here's the distance you have to run the marathon you're going from point a to point b and i prepared for it in terms of the training leads up to it as well as on the day i knew i had one bottle lucas aid with me i was going to have with me to the halfway point and then i was going to meet someone at the halfway point they're going to give me some water some more lucas aid and i was going to meet them at the 32k marker where i meet my dad and do the last 10k from there so i i had it all planned out what I was going to need When I was going to need it And then like Just when I started I had the headphones in So um, That was my crowd in the day I had the headphones in I had to the playlist all set up So I knew The first hour I was going to have my Jay-Z And then a bit of my hip-hop And then a bit of Rock music And then my, my Instrumentals and stuff and, and the rocky music and all Kicked in Taking me to that 32k point Which I definitely needed Because it was a massive hill Between Bray and Greystones so Those of you that knows the area Uh Running up there uh-uh, with, with 30k gone Was tough but the other point was, because I'd done it before, mentally it was so easy that I was able to prepare myself to go, okay, I've got you know, X amount to get to here. Time wise, I'm doing well to get to here. Just relax, concentrate on your breathing. You've been there before. You, you can do this. When I first started running, the idea of running 10 miles, and I'll, I'll never forget it being the park going, my God, this is boring. This takes so long. An hour and a half, two hours just to run 10 miles. And I just what do you do with your mind whereas to set myself out in a day now time I how long it was to do it was I, I didn't care for time wasn't about that but just mentally to go right just keep going i remember getting like 5k in going 37 kilometers left and then just stopping that going oh you can't do that if i start saying 37 36 35k left i'm in trouble so i was like right let's let's blank that out it's 10 minutes get to get this point in the run. It's 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 20 minutes and then you get to this point. And then in the next 20 minutes, you're going to be halfway there. And then in 10 minutes, you're here. 10 minutes, you're there. And it's breaking it down into little steps. I think with any goal, that's the way to, to achieve it mentally, is to focus on that next little goal that overall works towards that overall big goal. With all that said, things got interesting when we got to the 32K uh, marker. I saw the, the girlfriend there met me at the 32k marker and she's like, you look you, like she seen me run marathons and being in absolute bits. And she's like, how come you're not in bits this stage? You definitely run them. I like, guess I definitely ran it. You're, you're in my car. So, you know, like I could have taken the car. So, um, I, so we met up there, I had Lucas I was like, right, we're going to turn this corner. I had to loop back myself a little bit. So it was 32.5k, 32.2k, sorry, when I met my dad. So he was doing his, his first ever 10k on the road. And that when we finish, I'd finish Martin and he finish his, his, his 10K the exact same time. Turn the corner, he's nowhere to be seen. I'm like, uh oh. I have the headphones on at this stage. I have them wrapped around my, uh, my neck, uh, the, the big overhead st- Sennheiser. So when you have them around your neck, it, it's like a mini speaker. So I'm walking up and down Grey Souls Main Street, looking around, trying to see my dad's car. And. You just you hear like it's the most cheesiest thing. I'm there, you know, my running gear on. I have like even um, sweat bands around my wrists because of the sweat and stuff. Um, I just have the shorts, the running gear, the whole lot and Rocky gonna fly now, and then Ida Tiger is just pumping out of these, like, mini speakers around my neck, and Grace, Grace, I was just packed with people at this stage, I could just feel people looking at me, and I ran 32k, so I didn't really care, I just thought it was very funny, very cheesy that someone's, like, that blatantly listened to Rocky music in the middle of the main street, sure enough, five, ten minutes later, my dad finally arrives, and I'm like, where the hell have you been, thank god, I wasn't worried about time, but that was, it was grand, I wasn't even bothered about it, I was like, that's you know, it it is what it is. I was just there to enjoy. It was great, great weather and everything, so that didn't bother me. But he comes and meets up with me. Hey Harry, and he's he comes up with three bottles of Lucas water. Like where are you going with all this stuff? So I threw him right back at the and Except one bottle, Lucas A kept that. I threw all the other drinks. Like where are you going with all this? Someone running with like three, four bottles on me a mad thing. So we were running and we we probably didn't even get three hundred meters. We're still in the middle of the main street. And he goes, yeah, I warmed up. I did ten k this morning on the bike. I'm like. What? I told you take it easy this week. And then like, I lost. I like, just shouted. Like, I told you to fucking take it easy this week. I wasn't supposed to curse. But I cursed anyway. Because that's exactly what I said to him at the time. And he goes. No. You told me to take it easy on the running this week. I'm like. What? That's the same thing. I, I later found out he did 11k the previous night. I'm like. What, what? Who does that? Who does 11k on a Saturday night. And then does a 10k during the day. Before doing their first ever 10k run. But. Somehow we got through it anyway So we're trotting side by side Going through stones up the hills And all the rest And it was just It was by far the most enjoyable part of the run That last 10k The legs were getting tired They get sore Everyone's You always feel sore During that last 10-20% of the run No matter what the run is But it was still just So enjoyable Such a great day Everything turned out perfect for it Except the very very end So We came into Newcastle Finishing off the run and it pops up on my phone congratulations you ran 42.2k and um, on, on those of the virtual marketing they had someone uh, narrate different scenes of where you would be. So we were in the Phoenix Park, like oh you're entering the Phoenix Park, you're 10k in, keep it going. Now you're entering uh near Cumanum jail and all the rest about the there. Uh, so they had someone talk about how you know it was such a great achievement, great conference when you finish and I, I genuinely felt that I was like, ooh. And that's not the exact same as cross the finish line in front of thousands of people in Dublin City Centre, but it was still a very very nice feeling and it was just before we made the final turn in the home stretch towards the house. So we get there and I'm, I'm just feeling delighted I'm feeling delighted And I'm like Yo Adrian We did it And I'm just having the crack And we're taking a photo Of us getting done and I was like Dad just check your phone And make sure you've done it He checks his phone He's got 500, 500 meters to go And I'm like Oh God How did I I, I, I tried to do the maths in my head Like How is it perfect on my phone But it's not perfect on your phone Like what what happened there He said I told you we another 500 meters to go I'm like Dad my, my, I was 32.2 when I met you And I got 42.2 with a little bit to go And all of a sudden you've got five hundred metres to go with the ten K is ten K, right? See me not. So <laughs> it's like I was about to grab the phone off and give it to my girlfriend. I was like, Neve, just just run down the road and back with you, because we're not running anymore. Dad goes, No, I'll finish it. So he goes off and goes to run five hundred metres. And around five minutes later, there's still no sign of him. And my mom just pops out the front door. And I'm still like I'm leaning over the car. Now I was feeling Good at the end of the marathon But I still ran at Martin's so The legs were still seasoned up And I knew it wasn't going to be running anytime soon As in that day And my mom just goes Will run out there and see where your father is? And I'm like What? Excuse? What? Did you know? Like Do do I have to tell you what 42.2 is? Like what? I- I'm not I'm not going anywhere There's no hope of that and I was like He's definitely gotten lost <laughs> No sooner had she said that my dad just came Turned back around the corner thank god Because otherwise I would have to crawl out after him to see what happened to him What happened was he just Started running and then eventually the phone Said you ran 500 metres And of course he's 500 metres Away from the house so he has to run another 500 Metres back before he gets back to the house To get it done and it was just It was was unbelievable it was an incredible day Hopefully I didn't bore you guys too much with, with, With the talk on that but I thought I definitely had to put it put it down i suppose in audio description what happened that the day uh my memory of it from last month doing it and yeah no it was, it was just really good that i had something to look forward to for three four months with everything going on with covid and all the rest and there's not too much going on apart from work and all the rest that was a great departure from all that and i kind of struggled a little bit afterwards because you know what it's just basically work this and you know there's, there's no It's hard to push And plan towards things And um, One thing that did save me Is still doing the running Like recently I did I had PB last weekend Doing 10 miles And I'm sure you guys listening Are, are pretty much the same It's like well, what, what, what do we Work towards And it's just try and set Those little goals And stuff And yeah the 10 miles is, is you know i, I got under an, an hour 20 very happy with that very happy to keep that going other little projects here and there doing a few things with any given training day as well which i'm very very happy with but you know it's 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 tough we got the lead into christmas now and, and hopefully things turn around we get good announcements next week and we can all build safely towards christmas and everything else from there one thing we are doing is a lot of us are watching Netflix recently um, and, and one of the things, one of the most popular docu- documentaries on that is A Social Dilemma. Haven't watched too much Netflix, but I did get to see that and I found an interesting comparison, I think anyway, between that and how a lot of us think about nutrition Then I'm going to get into right after this. Today we're going to be talking about nutrition and how sometimes saying you should never have this, and having that mindset of having something taken away from you all the time can work against you and against your goals when it comes to nutrition. So the connection I'm gonna try and, and bring together here on this one is with, I saw The Social Dilemma there recently on Netflix. And there's this scene in Social Dilemma where they have a, a lock jar, I think they called it. So they're, they're having a family meal and the mother gets them put all their phones into this lock jar. And they, they whatever way the, the the lock jar works, or some combination or something, you set a timer on it, and you put a time, you put the, the phones into the, the the lock jar, you put a timer on it, and I think it was set for an hour, let's say, I think it was an hour, and with that they can't open their, they can't open the jar no matter what for this next hour, so the phones are in there, and it just basically means they can all sit around the table, not always constantly in the phones or having a conversation. Of course, the way it goes is. The phone keeps on buzzing. They keep hearing buzzing from the phone, and they're like, Oh, I have to answer the phone. I have to answer the phone." And eventually, someone cracks and literally cracks the lock jar open and takes the phone out of it. And I was like, "Well, how am I gonna get the nutrition with this one?" But I think that's exactly what happens with us and nutrition. It When we label food goods and good and bad, it's like, "Oh, we're on a diet. We can't have that ice cream. We need to have that ice cream." And going back to the to the lock jar, they're sitting there and they keep hearing the phone buzz, and they're like, "Ooh." i I really want to answer that phone i hear it buzzing i hear it buzzing and eventually just crack in in terms of they're addicted they're addicted to their phone and they need to answer it and you're probably thinking well sean you know our phone you know our food doesn't buzz it's not like you know we're sitting there all of a sudden we're like what's that noise oh that's 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 the sound of ice cream well unless it's an ice cream truck Okay, maybe our food does buzz sometimes, but with the exception of an ice cream truck and the ice cream music going by, um, which is also a trigger for us to to, to want to need ice cream. With the exception of that, you know, there's not a, a pizza buzzer. Let's just say, for for argument's sake, maybe there is. Have I really thought about it? But let's say there's not. Um, there's not that that buzzer for a pizza, and you know, like so that that doesn't really work. Well, it it kind of does because what happens is we always have those triggers to to reach for certain food whether we realize it or not and it's up to you to identify those triggers and rewrite those trigger triggers in your head by doing something else instead now it sounds like i'm going on a bit of a tangent so let me just backtrack and give a couple of different examples on that i know when i fill up my my truck full of diesel i know when i go in to pay for it my trigger right there is is grabbing a bag of crisps so if i do it once i'll probably do it the next five six times i do it i'll back I'll, I'll just pick up bag crisps without even thinking i'm like ah, i did it again or you know i, I spoke about before like when we had um i used to buy those mini packets of, of 12 bars like 11 single fingers for like a or whatever it was the price price didn't really matter but the point is when i finish with dinner i get up and i pass the fridge and i just naturally mustered up one time had had a chocolate bar at the end of my dinner next thing i knew i was always doing it every time i finished my dinner i had a twirl bar which sounds crazy but i always did it one that i've talked about a lot in this uh before is when i go to the shop i get soup i come back and i always i crave a bread roll with a soup and i couldn't just get one bread roll because when i had to get a bread roll the bread roll was stale it's so like ah i get the four of them instead um because they're fresher because they're wrapped and i was like i just have one i might have two Always, without fail, I had four. One of them we can all relate to is Pringles. If I open a box of Pringles, I did it over the weekend. I said, ah, I'll have some Pringles." I, that was after watching this as well. I did it over the weekend. I had one Pringle. I was like, "Ah, I just have a small little um a small little portion bring upstairs. I have I have some later on while watching a movie or whatever." Next thing I knew, they're in my hand coming upstairs. I don't know how they got there. They're in my hand and I had like three quarters of the tub gone. Without even thinking, bang, gone. So many extra calories that I did not need. And I'm sure if you think about it right now, you'll find those triggers you have where you go constantly reach for that food. And then you tell yourself, No, I can't have any bad food. I can't have any ice cream because it's bad. I can't have any crisps, any this, and then it makes us crave it even more. So the next time we're in the shops, like, oh, I said I can't have that. I'm like uh, but I really 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 want it Maybe just this time Just the exact same lock jar The phone was put away It's like I really can't reach for it um, But then people Then you're like Oh i it And you grab it Next thing you know You're scrolling on your phone For 20-30 minutes Because you put it in your head That you really can't do something That makes you want to do it even more So you need to find that balance And one of the ways by finding it Is to stop labelling food good versus bad The re- like, Here's the thing with ice cream Ice cream doesn't make you fat. I'm going to say that again. Ice cream does not make you fat. A lot of people will say, no, ice cream definitely does make you fat. It doesn't. Too much ice cream makes you fat. Too much of anything will give you extra calories. So it's having a bit of ice cream on top of the, your calories. Let's say you are maintaining your weight the exact same for a couple of weeks or months, whatever it is. And then you start adding ice cream to that. To your diet then you're going to start piling not piling on the pounds but start carrying extra weight because you're eating extra calories it's like, like there's a there's a skit of family guy where um i've drawn a peter peter griffin walks and in, walks into the gym and the person the talking of talk food is like what food do you eat and, and peter goes you know pizza and the person says oh it's very bad for you and he's like why and he's like oh you don't want pizza it's very bad for you it's like why? Oh, it's the, it's the ingredients. What ingredients? Oh, you, you don't want pizza. It's bad. It's the ingredients are bad. Which one? Uh, and this goes on for, you know, Family Guy dragging out Joe. It goes on for at least a minute, if not a minute and a half. And basically, Peter Griffin just turns to me at the end. He goes, "You're an idiot," because he wasn't getting the answers. The thing with pizza is, once again, pizza doesn't make you fat, but too much and an overindulging on, on calories does so with pizza you know you could have a, a pizza depending on the size of it uh the calorie that the ingredients not the rest on it it could lead to 1500 calories let's just throw that number out there 1500 calories on, on, on a big pizza Um, if you had very small meals leading up to that pizza you, and your total was around 2200, 2200 calories um it could be possible in theory that if you're used to having you know 2500 calories and that was your maintenance that was your your your, your level and then you're having 2200 on that day with a pizza and a couple of small meals you would in theory lose weight so it's not really a bad thing but if you start saying oh i can't have that pizza then you, you crave it more and then you're having the pizza on top of other things as well whereas if you look at it throughout the entire week and say i can have that pizza but i'm gonna have a pizza on saturday um, I'm gonna have a little bit smaller food during uh, smaller portions during the week so when my calories add up over the the the, uh, the entire week as opposed to just on that Saturday I might go a little bit over the Saturday but if I'm under Monday to Friday and I'm under or the same on Sunday then over the entire week I'll have less calories and therefore the pizza isn't bad so having it in moderation at the very end of the movie Spoiler spoiler and so social dilemma but in the credits um, the the most logical thing was w- was said it was just like because I thought about how bad and stuff, um, uh, using the phone and all the rest was, and I, I forget who he is in 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 the, in the movie, but he turns around and he says, I asked my kids reasonably, um, how many hours a day do you want to use your phone, and they usually give a reasonable hour, and they say like let's say one one and a half, and he goes, well that's what we grant, we we have that conversation and we allow them to have their phone for an hour an hour and a half whatever it is and that's it and they're happy and content with that because they know that's the rules if you do the exact same with food and you're like i'm allowed like reasonably i'm allowed to have ice cream this day with this or have this with that and have little treats here and there all well and good and uh, in the end you know it, it's not gonna be a bad thing because we could still end up maintaining or losing weight. Depends on what your goals are with that. And it's not its not a case of really wanting to crave anything. That's going to drive us up the wall entirely. The thing I want to get across there. Just with the ice cream. Just in case people are like. Oh Sean said he's got to eat ice cream. and Stuff like that. It's all good. It's not that ice cream makes you fat. It's too much ice cream. But at the same time. It, uh, you're not getting much nutritional value out of ice cream that, that you may say get from a, a different dinner that has your different carbs, proteins, fats, whatever I'm not going to get talking into low carb, low fat and all the crack with, with that but it's empty calories and ice cream is still calories that doesn't mean you can't have ice cream here and there it doesn't mean you can't have sugary foods here and there having too much of pretty much anything can and will be a bad thing that's why, just to go on a little bit of a tangent, sometimes it's good to increase our protein intake because it's harder to overeat on, for one reason than many, it's harder to overeat on our protein as opposed to overeating on ice cream or having that extra box of Pringles or having a full toe of Pringles, which is very easy to do. So my whole point in this one is this, it's not easy. Identify your triggers See where your pitfalls are And we all have them You might thinking about it Like this goes with training as well I know if I come home And I'm like I'm just going to sit down sit down on the couch for a 2nd just going to lie down on the bed For a second Whatever it is I know an hour has gone Always I was like Ah it won't this time It will this time It does every time So If I was supposed to go back out And go training Or go back out And do something instead um, I won't do it Because I've already laid down And that's it And my energy levels just go pfft. Write down happens to all of us so if you identify those triggers like oh that can't happen it's like what do i do instead so i talked about this recently on my my social media when it comes to running i know that once i get that massage going out and massage my legs that's not to say it's the greatest invention in the world it's just my trigger point to start the process towards getting my mind ready to go out for a long run which is getting much harder as as the nights and days get colder and the weather turns crappier but I know that once I start the process of, right, Sean, we need to get the massage gun out and just massage the legs. I don't even get my gym clothes, my running clothes. None of that's ready. It's easier if it is ready, but sometimes it isn't. And I just start massaging the legs, two, three minutes. That's all I want you to do. Just massage the leg, two, three minutes. Okay, that's done. Let's get our stretches in. Just three, four minutes. Okay, stretch are done. Feel warmed up now, a little bit more energy. Okay, let's just try on the running clothes. Cool, right, that's that, done. Find your headphones, great. My zone belt on, great. What players are using today? Oh, we you know, we might listen to a bit of this, a little bit of that. Next thing you know, I'm out running. Okay, today, not really feeling it. We know we supposed to do 10 miles today. Let's just get down to the end of the road. Let's just see how we get down the end of the road. Next thing you know, I'm lost in the music. I'm on my running track, the same running track I'm always on. So I'm trying to keep that momentum of the same habits. So everyone's running the same track. Next thing I know, I'm... I'm halfway through without even realizing it because I'm so used to doing that. Now, sometimes you might need to switch it up just for a variety and do, do different things, but it's kind of harder with different restrictions in. it right now. But it's the case, it's the exact same case with exercise as it is with nutrition in terms of eating food, eating ba- bad food. Once again, good food, having good habits is you have to rewire yourself to have those good habits. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Coach Sean Fitness Podcast. Hopefully you got something a little bit out of that. Um, I know I went a little bit of a tangent there. didn't mean to go on that little tangent for the last three, four minutes talking talk with the run and all the rest, but that's just what came to mind. That's what came out. Uh, hopefully you guys got a little bit from it. Once again, you can always hit me up on Instagram at coach underscore Sean C. If you like anything in particular for me to talk about, any questions you might have, please let me know. Always interested in hearing and talking about new content, especially at the moment since I'm talking about you know doing online training and and that progress which is it's hard because i'm not face to face with people right now and and, and that's when usually I, I get all these ideas from talking to people and, and talking about their struggles through training and seeing different things like that and that that personal interaction that that we're all missing right now hopefully starts to come back soon with that said ending this episode on a positive note on an optimistic note that's it from me from coach john take care